Hey there, Cones. What's going on? Hope everybody's doing well. We have a new show for you today. We're going to discuss a few things, uh, including the fact that the CDC seems to be communicating with the cruise lines now. We want to talk about a few ships that are uh, going to be coming out in the next year or so. And, uh, you know, some programming notes and... That's pretty much it. There's a lot to celebrate about regarding cruising. It looks like finally, at long last, let's start the show. Hey yo, all aboard and welcome, it's about to be on Grab a couple of cones, cause we about to be gone To the Caribbean, seven days and eight nights Got the crew coming heavy, but we all packing light Yeah, we always be booked, we got our drinks in the sky From New York City to the USBI Is that a full margarita, man? Finish it up Cause we about to run the beer like Forrest Gump Finding pockets on the Lido, she ain't gotta be a 10 Cause we did the things, and we'll do them again Tonight's the white party, but we blacking it out Cause we got the drink back and we're maxing it out Everybody come on I said sound that horn Cause we gotta get away To where the boat leaves from Yeah Woo. There's a place all aboard and welcome ladies and gentlemen to the always be booked cruise cast show coming to you not quite live from Hewlett Long Island New York the Tommy Compound. I've never actually called it that, but here we are. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Tommy Casabona. I'm your host of the Always Be Booked Cruise Podcast. We do a lot here. We talk about cruising. We talk about other things. If you are new to the show, please uh, proceed with caution and understand that this is an acquired taste, we've been told. Uh, give it a chance. You know what I mean? Listen in. I know we may not jump directly into the cruising, but I fancy myself uh, maybe a little bit of a companion to you on your daily drive, uh, on your whether you're doing your laundry, whether you're mowing your lawn, whether you're it could be anything, guys, washing the dishes. If I had to count all the things that I do where I listen to podcasts, uh, it, it would be it would be quite a task. I don't know if I'd be able to do it, but uh, whatever you're doing, I'm glad you found the show. Or I'm glad the show found you, whichever came first. And like I did say, if you are new to the program, Give it a shot. You know, I am a, uh, someone called me an abrasive New Yorker, um, an alcohol aficionado. Uh, I talk about some of the stuff that happens in the personal life as well. Uh, we also have a Patreon show, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash always be booked. That's for $5 a month. I will soon... Just get a, little, a couple of minutes ahead, I'll let you know how often there'll be a new show. Okay, because the Patreon marathon is something that is in the rear view. It's in the past, but I think bigger, bigger and better things are about to happen. But that is a Patreon for $5 a month. You can get, you know, some new shows, some extra shows. And within those shows, you actually get some details and some inner workings, some behind the scenes stuff in all things uh, I guess your host, Tommy Casabona, that you may or may not be interested in. Uh, sometimes, dare I say, too much <laughs> information, uh, especially when the, uh, you know, the dark, the dark, the dark alcohol, the brown, the brown water, the whiskey starts doing what it's supposed to do. Uh, what else would I say to you people? I would say that I have a YouTube channel. I don't necessarily go off on YouTube because I can't get on a cruise ship. I can't even get near a cruise ship. Uh, but 
we still have a YouTube channel that has a bunch of ship tours, uh, some things like that, some tips, and just a lot of stuff. The YouTube is, is a cornucopia of things, so check that out. Uh, always be booked on YouTube. Uh, my favorite place is our Facebook group, the Always Be Booked Cruise and Travel Lounge. That is where we establish our sense of community. That is where we kind of have our... Uh, our banter, you know what I mean? Our back and forth, our discord. Uh, we ask each other questions. We answer each other's questions. We make fun of each other. Uh, we, we, we've, we've developed a level of kinship that I am very, very proud of. And I think I have reason to believe that it's going to continue to grow. Also, Instagram. You guys know Instagram, right? You go on there, you post pictures. Uh, if you type in Always Be Booked, you'll find this show's Instagram, and I think you might enjoy it. I've been doing more Instagram stories. That's my new thing now. I'm just putting stories up. Uh, a little bit of a you know video or picture with... Um, and, and, and I'll put some music behind it. You know what I mean? Just to get us back. This is almost like calisthenics. You know what I mean? You can't just jump right back into cruising. You can't just pretend like, you know, if you if you throw a 98-mile-an-hour fastball and you haven't thrown in several months, you can't pick up the you can't pick up the rawhide baseball and just think you're going to whip it in the 90s right away. You got to warm up. So, let's start watching the Instagram. Let's start listening to the podcast. Dare I say share the podcast and remind them to an acquired taste. <laughs> But that's about it. Just a heads up in the beginning. Um, last night I went out. I don't like I said. I don't often go out. Uh, the 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 restaurant has taken up a lot of my time. I do have to say that uh, I I got a significant promotion. So go me. I guess uh, I have another restaurant that is under my watch. Uh, you might say command. This is awesome because I'll bring it back to cruising. You know what I mean? I will bring this back to cruising. But. What I had was always this place called the Ainsworth. Kind of built it from scratch from an operational standpoint. I didn't build the freaking place. I didn't design the place. But from that, I guess, time period where it was getting built and designed, I became the general manager. So I was in charge of the whole thing as far as staffing, all that stuff. You guys know that. We've talked about that before. It went swimmingly well. So well that I was like, holy cow, this, this, I don't know, maybe I was just really well rested because of the pandemic, but it just went really, really well, the whole thing. Great team, great everything. So well, in fact, that they said, okay, well, we have another place. It's a seasonal place. When I say they, I mean the powers that be. They have another place and it is on the water. And when you look at this place and some of you on Patreon have seen pictures of it already and some videos and some detailed tours and stuff like that, but, uh, what it is is basically it's 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 kind of like a little bit of a, a a cruise life type of vibe from the whole entire thing when you drive up you're driving to a marina when you go in you're kind of like uh feeling like you're entering one of those port bars that are kind of like near the terminals uh the from the ports of calls in which you which you sail to or even some of your home ports as well the place is called salt and uh you go in and it's just, you know, like, like oh, it's a wooden deck. The place itself is not overly, what would you say, like impressive. But that's what you get with places on the water. But when you talk about how much business this place does, it is a very, very daunting task. I mean, right now I could just tell you we have 600 reservations for Mother's Day and it's out of control. But that's not what I'm trying to tell you. What I'm trying to tell you is that like 
right on the water. It's a very, very large channel that leads out to the Barrier Island and ultimately the Atlantic Ocean. But it's just a gorgeous place to be. It's a gorgeous environment to work out of. There's boats everywhere. You can pull up in your boat and get get served on your boat from our, our service staff. And uh, it's a large place. It's got two giant decks and an inside patio, uh, inside, uh, inside space. And... The office, it's kind of cool. It's a cool experience. You go up to the, I have to go up the stairs to get to the office. And when I get into the office, it's like this small little room. You feel like you're, you're a boat captain. You have the, everything's up there. The printers and the, you know, computers and systems and everything. The, you know, everything you'd expect in an office is up there. But it's in this little kind of like, um, it just reminds me. You look over it and you see like basically what looks like the boat. The place is the boat. That's like, what do you call it? The wheelhouse. And you're overlooking the water. So it's really, really cool. Very, very excited to uh, undertake that project. Looking forward to it. It's going to be a crazy summer, guys. Absolutely. In a good way. And I wanted to talk about some programming notes. So normally, I understand what you would say. Okay, well, Tommy's got another job. So he's got more time he's got to put towards work. Let's less always be booked. I kind of feel like, you know, we're not going to be out here promising things because we've done that. We've done that in the past. But I'm going to announce some programming notes. You know what I mean? Uh, What I am going to do is maybe do a bit of a condensed version of this show. And I'm going to put a show out every Monday and every Friday. So that's what you're going to get. Who knows? You guys know. I don't know if you know. If you're new to the show, you might not know. But I have a tendency to sometimes ramble. So... With that being said, you may get two full, probably not. It'll probably be like maybe 45 minutes to an hour each show, but let's put one out Monday and let's put one out Friday. Let's stay in touch. Let's stay on each other's radar. I need those emails though, guys. Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. Got no emails for a while. It's crazy because the numbers are going up and things are looking good, but the emails are not coming in. Got to get those emails. So Monday morning you'll have a show friday morning you'll have a show that is the regular always be booked cruise podcast that you've come to know and love all aboard and welcome it's about to be on okay you also have the patreon i'm going to do a patreon on wednesday and i'm going to do a patreon on saturday and that's just being realistic guys i you know we we did the patreon marathon it worked out for a long time uh you know i didn't always deliver on the every single day I would say more often than not, I didn't deliver on the every single day. But there were some runs. We did have some runs there where I was giving you guys shows every day. But whether it's four days, five days, six days a week, I believe that, you know, I have to say when I do compare this to other shows and other, what would you say, Patreon offerings, it's usually an extra show a week. That's like the going thing is like an extra show a week. Yeah, and then some other stuff on the side, you know. Uh, but it's an extra show a week. I gave you minimum three, usually five. Not lately, though. Not lately. So let's let's be realistic. Let's do a Wednesday and a Saturday Patreon. If that's going to change your willingness, I guess, to dive in, I think it's going to be better because I think, uh, you know, how you're going to get you're going to get the two shows, the regular shows, and you're going to get the Patreons. And also, you know what? You know, if you feel like taking your money out of there and shutting it down because you don't see the value. I 
I totally support that. I'm just happy that you guys are on board for either the Facebook group or the regular show. I love that. I just love that you're there. And I totally understand, especially during these times, it's not, you know, and it's, yeah, $5 is not a lot of money. I totally know that. But at the same time, some people are just annoyed by it. Listen, I got $5 here, $5 there, $2 here, $6 here. It adds up, so I'm shutting it all down. Especially with this drunken cruising jerk off who only gives me an episode every three or four days. You know, I get it. But if you do want to support this show, uh, if you think, you know, anything that we do here is at all entertaining in any point or it's informative or it enables you to connect, consider that $5 something that's just going towards that. But that's up to you. $5, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash always be booked. Show Friday, show Monday, Patreon Wednesday, Patreon Saturday. Let's get it on. Some more. Uh, this is probably the news about the show and about the Always Be Booked brand that I'm most excited about. You know, I I did always and I still do have a travel agency, the Always Be Booked Travel Agency, appropriately titled. I never really pushed it that much. And the reason I didn't push it that much is because A, I'm fairly inexperienced as a travel agent and B, while I was learning every day and B, it was a lot. I was busy. I'm busy and and and. And, and it just wasn't the space that I was 100% comfortable in. You know what I mean? I'm not as much of a detail booking category number. Uh, that, that's, that's not where I live. That's not where I thrive. Where I thrive is just bantering with you guys and having some fun and celebrating what we love in, you know, all things cruising. So, but at the same time, I was like, I don't want to give up any of that money. I don't want to give up any of that income. So I was stuck, but I kind of took the plunge and I made a decision. I don't give a shit. You know what? I'm going to partner up. I'm going to let go of some of the money. What I'm going to do is get myself a actual full-on real live experienced travel agent who knows what she's doing across the board, who I who I've tried and tested and 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 I've seen, you know, and I've learned from her. In the past, and she has given me tips and has been there for me when I had questions and suggestions. I have a travel agent partner, so now I'm excited because I am going to fully be able to try to book you guys cruises. So here, here's where it's going to go down. So if you are interested in 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 booking a cruise with the Always Be Booked travel agency, you're still going to do the same thing. You're going to email me, Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com or get in touch with me any way you know how. And what I'm going to do is have a full conversation with you. We're going to talk it through. We're going to find out where you want to go, what you want to do, what are your cruise goals for this particular trip, how many people, what are your non-negotiables, where do we want to be? I'm going to take you through that process personally, myself. We're going to talk on the phone. We're going to get together, you know? It's one thing I don't get tired of is talking about cruise ships. And uh, what's going to happen after that is once we get enough of the information and a full handle on it, I am going to pass you over to my partner, and then they are going to figure out the final details at that point. And then you are going to be able to um, book through them. And if you have any questions coming back to me, you can feel free to do, do so. But... Let's just say I am going to handle the broad strokes and my partner is going to handle the technicalities. 
and it's going to be so much of a better situation. You know, when you let go of things that you don't want to let go of, sometimes everybody wins. And I think this is one of those times where everybody wins. Now, I was going to bring up something. I'll bring it up. I'll just do a little teaser on this. One thing that I like to collect when I go to shore is shot glasses and hot sauces. I've had this in my mind for probably about a year and a half, and I'm not going to infomercial this out at all, but all I am going to say is just something I'm excited about. I'm going to, uh, you know, I, I just found out that I do have someone who I know through my new venture here on Long Island who, who, who is a creator and bottler of hot sauce manufacturer so i found out that i have it at my disposal now to be able to go to a plant and develop and taste and package hot sauces so i am definitely going to do that 100 percent. always be booked we'll have a hot sauce if you have a name you want to call it tommy at always be booked.com i'm still trying to figure out what i want to do is have a parent name for the line of hot sauces, and then I want to go by region. So I obviously Jamaica want the 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 hot the hot jerk sauce. Uh, you know, maybe in the USVI or Eastern Caribbean, we'll do some Scotch bonnet. Uh, maybe Florida Bahamas, we'll do some. You know, uh, maybe smoky smoky hot smoky heat, or maybe like a standard Frank's or uh, you know things like that. We'll go over to the Mexico side. We'll do a chipotle or a jalapeno. So. I'm going to have some hot sauces coming out. If you want to buy them, buy them. You don't want to buy them, don't buy them. It's just a project that I'm excited about that uh, just to be able to have that and kind of be able to put our brand and our name on something that is really associated with a lot of the food that we like to eat, whether we're going to the Caribbean, you know, whether it's on conch fritters, whether it's with your mofongo, whether it's on any of your seafood dishes or even your even your chicken sandwiches, you know, whatever it is. But stay tuned. For the always be booked cruising hot sauce. <laughs> hot, I don't know what to call it. I'm really struggling with that right now. Maybe Sancocho. Who knows? All right. Let's start getting into it now. Ladies and gentlemen, there was some good news over the last couple of days. Uh, you know I've been cynical, and we'll talk about that in a minute. But recently, this is the best case scenario that's been laid out for a real resumption in cruising. Now, the CDC sent a letter to the cruise lines, and I have to say, this is the absolute first time you've seen them be proactive. Uh, there was a story that came out from USA Today late Friday night, and that's kind of interesting as far as the timing, okay? Late Friday night. Now, I know it's a new day and age with social media and uh, you know the 24-hour news networks, but back in my day... Back when I was growing up in the 1930s, what Friday meant for the press, when you were going to release a story late Friday night, you were trying to bury it. You were trying to make sure that as few people saw it as possible. You had to put it out because it's news, but you wanted to bury it because late Friday is after the Friday paper is done. And basically two full days will go by before you get the Monday hit, right? So people will talk about it. It'll be a slow bleed. Maybe the story might have some legs, but there's a good chance that it might die out by the time Wednesday comes around. Who knows? So in any in any sense, it was a it was a letter from the CDC to the cruise lines. It was a detailed letter, but basically what they're trying to say is, hey, hey, with the CDC, hey, cruise lines. 
It's like the girlfriend, you know what I mean? Like you try to call or the girl you're into, right? Or the guy you're into for purposes of equality. You're, you're calling them all the time and, you know, they're breadcrumbing you. You guys know what breadcrumb means? It's one of those new texting terminologies. Like if we're texting each other and I'm all about it, like I'm hanging on every word and answering every question, but then you're giving me those one words and then you're giving me like where I'm texting you like maybe seven or eight minutes after your text comes in. You're not, you're waiting like an hour and a half to text me back and then giving me one word answers. Maybe if I ask multiple questions in the text, you only answer one of the questions. Sure. It's called breadcrumbing. You know what I mean? Just breadcrumbing. So it seems like the CDC hasn't even been breadcrumbing. Clear or the cruise lines. They've been basically shutting it down. And then out of nowhere, so CDC is the girlfriend, the object of the effect, affection. You're getting nothing back. You're, you're simping out. You, I had to figure out what that. I figured that. Listen, I watched the TikTok, okay? So I know what simping is. If you want to know what simping is, we're not going to cover it. But simping out is a new thing that the kids say. And yes, as a person in his mid-40s, I should be a, a piano should fall on my head for trying to pull off using that term. But here we are. What are you going to do? Let's move on. So the cruise lines are simping out, trying to get the attention of the CDC. And out of nowhere, late night, maybe it was a maybe this maybe it was a drunk text. Maybe the CDC's thrown out drunk texts to the cruise lines. Hey, you know what I mean? Cruise lines. South of France didn't pick up. <laughs> Brazil isn't answering the phone. Anything, you know, Australia's not around. So you know what? The CDC's like, hey, nobody's answering the phone. All right, we'll cr- we'll call the cruise lines. <laughs> the cruise line is like that one you have on hold. That's like the eighth number down in your black book. Remember the little black books? The most famous little black book I can think of is Larry from Three's Company. Remember him? Can't get away with that stuff nowadays. Just getting out the black book and dialing rampant numbers just so you can get a date on Friday and Saturday. Night. Anyway, so the cruise lines... A call finally call on eleven thirty at night. Now I'm I'm exaggerating because this was uh, I'm trying to be funny here. Uh, apparently, there's been dialogue. Okay, they were t- saying that they were talking a couple of times a week for the last few weeks. Okay, so there had been dialogue, but there was a letter that officially came from the CDC to the cruise lines, basically saying, "Got I got chills. They're multiplying." Get your shit together. You better shape up. Uh, I got to stop this. I'm sorry. I'm out of control right now. I haven't even really had any coffee. I haven't had any coffee at all. So they're basically saying get your shit together. It's almost go time. And the brunt of the letter was five points that they wanted to put forward to the cruise lines um, saying get your act together because we're talking about mid-July. Now, I don't know why this mid-July thing is so... I guess significant. They keep saying mid July, while the timing, none of this stuff seems time indicative. No, none of the stuff that they put out there seems like. So, I guess my point is, why can't this happen in in June? Or how do you know it's going to happen by July? Like, I guess July is just an estimation. So what they're saying is, you are able to. Okay, some of the things that they put in the uh, framework that we all know about were either impossible to comply with or outdated based on the new science. So this is a little bit of an update to the framework that 
the CDC is putting forth towards the cruise line that's going to enable them to sail. So one is they can bypass test cruises. You guys know about those test cruises they talked about that were going to be kind of awkward. They were going to have volunteers, whether they're media members, crew members, families, uh, travel advisors, whatever it was going to be. They were going to do test sailings to see how it would go with simulations, uh, all that type of stuff. So they're now allowing or allowing the possibility for cruise lines to bypass those test sailings. Now, what has to happen is that 98% of the crew has to be vaccinated and 95% of the passengers have to be vaccinated. I don't care how many times it's explained to me that, well, maybe they're accounting for kids. Maybe they're doing some loophole with legislation so they don't have to say a full mandatory, whatever it is. That's interesting to me, and I don't fully understand why they came up with these numbers. I repeat, 98% of crew and 95% of passengers have to be vaccinated, and then you can go ahead without test sailings. These, these can be actual profit cruises. What if you try to walk that line? Here's my question, right? What if you try to walk that line and... um well, I guess that wouldn't wouldn't work, right? Like what I'm talking about people, so 95%. So let's say I say 100 people uh, have booked the cruise and this cruise line, this cruise ship for using round numbers is going to have 100 people. 95 uh, uh, and 95% of passengers are vaccinated, but then you have the 5% that aren't. You're going to allow them to come on the ship. Um I'm trying to create a scenario where somebody doesn't show up or, you know, and then that's the other thing. Vaccination. How long are we talking about? Like, so if we're talking about a year from now, if I got vaccinated a year ago, eight months ago, 10 months ago, what's the time frame for everybody being vaccinated? So either way, let's not try to get into semantics here. It's 98% crew, 95% fat passengers. If those guidelines are met, you will be able to sail without having to do test cruises, actual revenue generating cruises. Uh, number two, if you do, if you do want to deal, if you don't want to deal with the vaccine and you want to basically say, I don't want to have vac- vaccination requirements, what you have to do is uh, a simulated voyage like we mentioned this is those test cruises with all those people on there that aren't paying and we're going to see how it goes now you have to put an app and an application for that the cdc was previously saying when you put in the application we'll get back to you in about 60 days tops right or, or at best now you're going to get a response in five days so if you do not want to comply with the 98% and 95%, you got to do the test sailings, you put your application in, and you get a response within five days. So clearly, they're trying to move things along. Now, also number three, you don't need to take a PCR test in the days leading up to boarding and then bring it on the ship with you. You don't have to go through that mess. If you are a vaccinated human, you can simply show up and you can get a rapid test while you're on board the ship. Okay. That's number three. Number four, cruise lines can enter into multi-port agreements rather than single port agreements, meaning that these protocols that are put in place that every cruise port is going to have to agree with, with the cruise lines, 
you don't have to do it on a case-by-case basis anymore. What you can do now is be across the board with multiple ports at the same time. And if everybody's in the same agreement, you just put the name of the port down and you tell everybody, you know, okay, this is the agreement. These ports are all in line and we're all on the same page with these, what do you call protocols or requirements uh, that we all discussed and we all signed off on. You could do multi instead of having to go to every single each individual port and come up with a specific agreement based on, you know, whether it's their geographical location or their specific, I guess, uh, you know, the, 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 you know, whatever, whatever, whatever the logistics are for that particular port, you can do it across the board now and sign in with multiple ports of call. And then the fifth one is if there is a case of coronavirus COVID-19 found on board, uh, the quarantine restrictions are different now. When the cruise is over, those that drove to the ports can now be permitted to leave in their own cars. And if you flew in, you can quarantine locally in the hotels, which is crazy because I don't know what what, what happens when they check out. <laughs> they leave the hotel. Do I, do, are they? Am I told? That, you know what? Yeah, we have room 865 available for you. Mr. and Mrs. Johnson just got over COVID-19 and they were quarantined there. Can we get your bags? <laughs> I don't know. Just going back to everything. You guys know I've been pessimistic. Talked about that before. Uh, you know, a lot of people were talking about, you know, and I get it. People want to be positive. Cruise lines, cruise creators, everybody wants to be positive. Getting back into the mix, I have no other way than to just be real about it. It just didn't look good. And I said that for a long time. I was like, stop telling me this. Show me some real stuff. And I told you guys, the first time I was optimistic was when the lawsuits and the legislation started coming into fruition. Uh, They were not cooperating. The CDC was ignoring the shit out of the cruise industry and we know that so now okay let's put a lawsuit out there uh some of the states that are most affected let's introduce some legislation and everybody kind of got on me and been like no it's a waste of time it's foolish for them to do that it's a no 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 hey listen it's you know like it's a waste of time i i never for a second thought that those would go to trial I never thought any lawsuit would actually, the whole purpose of the lawsuit, and let's be honest, and the only reason it worked is because it had teeth. You cannot look at these lawsuits and talk about what these, you know, initial complaints were saying, which where, you know, every single other avenue of the travel industry is allowed to go forward. Uh, We have a clear cut way to make this as safe as humanly possible. Look at all the money that's being lost and for what? Because you guys won't treat us with the same respect and the same fairness that you treat the airline and the hotels and the all-inclusive. You are singling out the cruise lines. And whether you agree with that or not, they got a case. They have a case. And it's the fact that they have a case, is going, which is, in my opinion, what I think directly brought the cruise line, I'm sorry, the CDC to the table. Okay, because now you're seeing two things that you never saw before. Uh, you're seeing the crew, the CDC be proactive. I mean, proactive, not just sitting there ask, answering questions, reaching out to the cruise lines. We all remember Norwegian Frank, Frank Del Rio. They basically boldly put out a proposal. We want to start cruising in July. Here's what we want to do. Will you let us? What did the CDC do? Ghost. They got go. They didn't get breadcrumb. I guess that's the um, uh, 
for those of you, the TikTok people out there, uh, ghosting is a step worse than breadcrumbing. You start off, if the, if she's breadcrumbing you, eh, it's not ideal, but you're still in the mix. You're still getting those breadcrumbs. You get ghosted, oof, move on. Frank Del Rio got ghosted by the CDC. It's true. But now they're being proactive. Now they're actually sending letters out to the cruise line. Hey, it's go time. All right, here's what we got to do. Don't sleep on your paperwork. Get your paperwork done. Get it out there because we want to help you now. But don't come crying to us if you're not coming. If you're not moving along, so they're basically being being open. And it seems like the second thing that I like that they're doing is just seem to be negotiating in good faith. They're finally stepping to the table with some answers, and there seems to be movement. And for me, that's all. I, that's all I all, all I ask. You know what I mean? Now, what does this mean? Does this mean we're definitely cruising in July? No, it doesn't mean that. Uh, it could be. Uh, you know, the cruise line, the, the CDC may be elongating this process. The fact that maybe this pressure was put on by legislation and by lawsuits, maybe that just is, this is a tactic to, you know, get off our back for a little bit. I don't think so. I don't think so. I could be wrong and I could be hurt. I've been hurt before, but we're going to see. All my pessimism that I have has turned into a ray of optimism. A lot still has to happen. We know that. And then, like I said as well, what does it mean? When, what, is, what, is, what does a return to cruising mean? First of all, I said it. You are absolutely going to have to manage your expectations as far as the rules and regulations you're going to have to deal with on a cruise ship. And I'm so excited for these June cruises out of Nassau to the, uh, on Adventure of the Seas to take place. I'm so excited to see the... Um, the feedback that we get from a lot of the creators and a lot of the passengers that'll be on because that is going to be a window into what happens. We gotta, we have to support these protocols as much as possible because I could tell you the one thing we don't want is an outbreak. Now, I like what the CDC said as well. One of my favorite things that they said was, we know this is not, this is not a, we can't create a zero risk environment. And I've been saying that for a while. I love the fact that, you know, there's going to be cases. There probably will be cases. And those cases just have to be handled. What we can have, what will set us back, which what will shut us down and have us uh, potentially have to start from square one would be an outbreak. That we do not want. You guys see every time there's a norovirus outbreak, whether it's 20 people or 200 people, the news media jumps all over it. Can you imagine what they're going to do with a COVID-19 outbreak? So embrace these protocols. Even if you don't worry about Corona yourself, embrace it for the cruise industry because know that we can't have an outbreak. Even if there's, even if it's an outbreak of 30 people, no, 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 I'll go lower. I'll go as far as to say, even if there is an outbreak of 18 asymptomatic people on a cruise ship, there will still be calls for the cruise line's head. The CDC will be able to give us a great big fat, I told you so, and it will be an absolute disaster. So let's embrace these protocols, not because we want to wear a mask necessarily, not because we're... Uh, fearless and we think coronavirus is fake not because you know wh whatever it is let's just embrace these protocols for the protection of the industry as a whole and that's all i have to say about that um in the spirit of trying to get things going big shout out to port canaveral 
They led the charge. They became the first uh, port to coordinate vaccine distribution to crew members for a possible return to cruising in July. And that's, again, the operative word is July. Who knows if that's gonna, what's going to happen? And then I say return to cruising. Going back on what I was saying before, what does a return to cruising mean? First, on the protocol end of it, more, more for my, what I'm more curious about is the schedule side of it. Is the schedule that's out there right now? That's my biggest concern. You can book cruises on every single major cruise line, and you can book specific cruises going to specific places on specific ships. My question is, is it crazy to think that that entire schedule is completely wiped out? That is completely turned on its head? Because you know in the beginning, each cruise line is only going to be able to, they're going to start with one ship each. Very quickly, if everything goes okay, they'll go to two and three ships. But even then, and they're also going to have to adjust their ports of call, probably. I don't know what, what St. Thomas or San Juan or Aruba is thinking about the fact that, okay, well, do you know that Royal Caribbean is selling anywhere of five years worth of cruises, three years worth of cruises of anywhere between 500 and 3,000 people to your island? What happens when that gets the go-ahead? What happens when the green light is given by the CDC? Okay, take your cruises. Well, okay, it's August 14th, and we have a seven-day itinerary from San Juan going to Aruba, Bonaire, and Curacao. Curacao, are you ready for us 1,500 cruises? Because the ship holds 3,000. We're at 50% capacity. Are you ready for the 1,500 people? They, they got a decision to make when that happens. So my question is whether it's that, whether it's how many ships are allowed to go, whether it's what uh, what cruise ports are even going to allow us to come in. And then once with it, when they when they say, yes, okay, we'll allow you, under what conditions will they allow it? What does this schedule mean at all? I have a cruise booked, October 30th, Celebrity. It's fully paid. Seven days. Nassau, Honduras. Cozumel and Costa Maya. Am I going on that cruise? I'm going. Am I going on that cruise on that day on that ship to those ports? That's the question. I don't know. And it's October. I still don't know. What does the schedule mean? That's 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 one of the biggest things too. Aside from what the experience will be on board. I listen. I know it's going to be a little bit of a mess. I know you're going to want to do. They're going to make you do stuff that you don't want to have to deal with, and you're going to be pissed because this is why I go on vacation so I don't have to deal with bullshit. And I here you go sitting here. You got me doing it exactly that dealing with bullshit. But that's just going to have to happen. I'm worried about where these ships are going. How many? What is the schedule that you're looking at right now? How much of that is actually true? A month. Two months, three months, six months, a year and a half down the road. But yeah, anyway, going back to what I was just talking about, the Port of Canaveral is uh, all setting up. They're, they're vaccinating their employees. So uh, soon after Port of Miami began doing the same thing. So you have Port of Miami. I think you have Galveston. You have Port Canaveral. They're prepping for this too. So all the people that work in the cruise ports are getting vaccinated. This did begin last Thursday. It is approved by Governor Ron DeSantis. 
and uh, you know, as the eligibility for vaccination has recently expanded, and now it includes people who are in the state for the purpose of providing goods or services for the benefit of residents and visitors of Florida. So that's pretty much most of what we got to talk about as far as the resumption of cruising. We could talk about some cool things, thing that, things that we're excited about now as well. So you guys know I've never been mistaken for a big Disney Cruise Line cruiser. I'm mostly a big three guy. Very excited about Celebrity on the Edge, if that does go. Uh, experience something outside the big three, which I have when I was on Bahama Paradise, but let's maybe not count that. Maybe we're not in the same league there. Celebrity Edge, now that's a, 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 a wonder of a cruise ship, and I'm very, very excited to get on that. I just haven't had much experience with Disney. You know, aside from the kid thing, one thing I, I mean, again, I'm, I love the American family. I love all my friends. They're all married kids. I love all the kids. But when I go on vacation, let's not get offended, please. I try to avoid when there's going to be a high concentration of kids. I avoid the midsummers. I try to avoid the holidays. Um, you know, it, I again, potato tomato. What you like, what I like. You know, if I was a family of four, I would be. I would love it. But I'm not single guy. I want to cruise with adults. So that's one reason why I avoid Disney. Uh, although I do hear that Disney does crush it on the adult side too. They make it a lot of fun. Sometimes maybe more fun than average because they know they have that stigma and they want to really try to cater to adults so they go above and beyond to make sure that adults know they can have fun too. So maybe you do get that side of it. It is also uh, expensive. Disney cruises are expensive and uh, that's just a thing. And the other thing is is that they don't necessarily try to blow you away with the hardware. You know what I mean? You're going on a Disney cruise ship for a couple of reasons. Now, Disney, of course, now there's a lot of adults out there that love the whole Star Wars thing. They love the Disney thing. They're just fans of it. I have no issues with that whatsoever. I'm actually a Star Wars fan. That's like the one real entertainment nerd out thing. Uh, superhero stuff, take it. Uh, I mean, leave it. I don't want it. I don't need it. Uh, comic book stuff, not really for me. Uh, Harry Potter stuff, you see uh, grown men running around in Harry Potter suits solo at Harry Potter Land and at Universal. Yeah, that 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 got me a little. That creeped me out a little bit. I don't need that. I don't need you know a fifty year old guy with a hood on running around with a magic wand with nobody else in sight. You know, trying to tap in. You know what? I shouldn't say that though. If that's what you enjoy doing, enjoy doing it, right? What am I? I got to put down the gavel, right? Take off the robe. Put down the gavel. Don't call me Judy. Why am I out here judging? Let me stop. So, just not my thing. Star Wars, you know, even the the, the Game of Thrones I never got into, or the or the the, the 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 not Harry Potter. What's the other thing? Whatever, you know, all those stuff. I do get into the Star Wars. Star Wars is just. I think it's more. What would you say? Nostalgic for me because I was obsessed when I was a kid. The Luke Skywalker, the the Millennium Falcon, the toys, the 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 accessories. I was a Star Wars guy, and I loved the stories. And now, I am I the first one online at the Star Wars movie? No, but I try to catch him. I try to catch most Star. Now it got a little out of control. The Menda Menenda the Manal the Mandalorianarium. The Mandalorianarium is what the show is. The show. I don't want, I'm not going to watch a Star Wars TV show. Star Wars goes to TV. You know what I mean? 
I'm not going to listen to a Star Wars podcast. I'm not going to do that type of stuff. But, you know, you could see the same thing about me being a cruise nerd, you know. Let's just stop judging. Anyway, Disney's for those people. So if you're an adult, you have kids, or you're obsessed with Disney, Star Wars, uh, you know, Chewbacca, this and that, no problems with any of that. I'm very, very happy for you if there's a place, if you enjoy that and there's a place for you to, to kind of scratch that itch. And then you have the service and the food on Disney. You hear about it being a next level experience. I always talk about the, the few things that I've never experienced that people just swear by, right? And what is that? That's cruising to Alaska that I don't have a desire to do because there's no palm trees, but I hear that I have to do it. And I trust you. I trust that when I do do Alaska, I will come back and say, I absolutely get it. Disney, I don't know. I don't know. You know what I mean? Will I be able to spend seven days running around with, you know, Mickey Mouse and Chewbacca and, you know, really just kind of loving it off the fact that uh, the food's really good, the service is really good, and, you know, this and that. I don't know. Will I, will I feel it? Will I, will, will it? reach me will it will it speak to me i'm thinking no but there's a new disney cruise ship coming out it's called the disney wish and uh the disney people are very very excited about this as they should be guys i really want to walk back i really want to walk back what i was saying about judging any of this stuff i love cruise ships and I love the fact that people who love Disney and love Star Wars and things like that have an avenue to cruise. And it just happens to be on an ultra superior product. So I'm good with all that stuff. I was just basically speaking for me. Um, listen to me I'm trying to cover my tracks. Who cares? I'm not into Disney. What do you want me to tell you? Um, but anyway, this ship has a phenomenal, phenomenal. I mean, new hardware for Disney. That's got to be cool. You know, because a lot of the ships have, or they don't make a ship a year. You know what I mean? They, they don't do that. They, their thing is, you know what? These ships are old, but we keep them in ultra pristine condition. We have, I mean, the standard is so high. And that's one thing as a business guy, as a guy who runs businesses, that's what I have respect for how Disney goes about operating. You know what I mean? The standards that they hold everybody to as far as, you know, you guys know on the big three cruise lines, it's like you're going to get any one of three. You're going to get the people who go above and beyond. You're going to get the people who know it's their last contract and they could tell you to go F off. And you get the people somewhere in the middle, right, that they do their job, but they don't blow you away. Disney, everybody blows you away. Everybody is on board to make your experience incredible. Uh, I think it's awesome what they do, how you literally get onto a Disney cruise ship and they announce you like you're in the starting five for the Chicago Bulls in 88 or 92, 96, 94, Omaha, Omaha. I don't know if you caught that one. Did, did, did you catch that Omaha reference? Let me know. Peyton Manning. Um so they do that. They give you those really real, they give you that personal touch and they go above and beyond. And, you know, there is no casino, so I'll never be on one, but <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, anyway, the Disney Wish, some of the cool things that they have about the Disney Wish is that Star Wars Hyperspace Lounge. I would definitely think that would go. Although, I think they miss an opportunity. If you're Disney and you're all into the Star Wars thing, why wouldn't you make it like the cantina? Remember that weird cantina that they went into with all the robots and uh c-3po they got he got into some trouble because he talked to some uh you know drunken whatever and they were racist bro they were racist back then uh in that 
You know, they had that sign that was up that said, no droids allowed. You could not get away with that today. You'd have droids marching. You'd have dro- and appropriately so. Just wouldn't be able to pull it off. But they're doing this. And I saw some drawings of this hyperspace lounge. It's a very sleek looking uh, lounge with faux windows that make you look like you're traveling around the galaxy. They let families run around there all day. And then at night, they actually make it like a cocktail adults only lounge. Uh, it looks cool. Definitely looks cool. You've all heard of boat drinks. I don't know. Jimmy Buffett. Are you out there working on that follow up? Oh, space drinks. Boys in the band order space drinks. Apologize for that. Um, they have a thing called the Aqua Moose. Okay. Now they're calling this the first ever Disney attraction at sea. Don't understand the branding on that one because it seems like if Disney has anything, they have attractions, quite a few attractions in place. But that's what they're calling this the first ever Disney attraction at sea. And this is going to be a wild water slide that's going to span 760 feet. Uh, with all sorts of water effects, music playing, video, and everything else. Now, the dining on Disney, you guys know how they do it. They do this whole rotation thing. Uh, you move throughout the ship on different nights so as to get to experience different restaurants as your friendly staff moves to those restaurants with you. Now, the restaurants they're going to have on the Disney Wish are going to be one called Arendelle. And it's going to be Frozen themed. Those of you who know Frozen, who have seen Frozen or been in a room with anybody who knows anything about Frozen, which I have not any of the above, would probably know what Arendelle is, if I'm pronouncing it right. Maybe it's Arendelle, Arendelle, Arendelle. It could be any of those things, but I'm going with Arendelle. It's a dinner, but it's a show. So you're sitting in a in a sort of a dining room, sort of a theater, and it's a show in the round with, uh, you know, you have your... Uh, a, a, a beautiful, I guess, Ariel, Arendelle. Is Arendelle and Ariel related? Are they? Do they know each other? Have they met? Anyway, they're going to be entertaining you as you eat different types of chicken and steak dishes. Dare I say, some vegetables and maybe an appetizer as well as a dessert while you are in the round watching. Uh, Ar- uh, you're going to you're going to be taken for a frozen journey while you have your dinner. On the Disney Wish. They also have Worlds of Marvel. A cinematic dining adventure. So you're going to watch movies. So far, far. I mean. So this is a far cry from the days of where you're going to sit there. You're going to eat your food. And you're going to communicate with the people at your table. Whether it's your family. Whether it's people you met on the cruise. That's over. You're getting entertained by Arundel. And you're going to get entertained by a movie. Now you're watching a movie while you eat. A cinematic dining adventure. And then the other dining room they have is called 1923. And the significance of that number is the year. And that year is the year that Disney was founded. Now this celebrates the golden age of Hollywood. And it basically takes it back to a simpler time. When, you know, Disney came around, it was all California. It was, you know, uh, what would you call it? Um... You know, so what are they called? Uh, Hollywood? Uh, 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 what are they called? What's that other word they have for Hollywood? Tinseltown, right? With all the, just, I mean, it was, it was, it was, a, it was the first Vegas, basically. 
but from an entertainment standpoint. And then all the entertainment just started spreading out from Hollywood around the world. Disney was no different. They were at the front and center of that. And this dining experience is a celebration of that. Now, I don't know if they're showing you movies or whatever, but maybe this is the one where you get the break from all the, um, you know, the, the glitz and glamour. Maybe you get to hang out and actually have conversations in this one. I'm not sure. They also upgraded the suites. So bigger, better, better suites. And they reimagined the kids club on Disney Wish. And bookings are set to open later this month and the first sailings will be in June of next year. Uh yeah man, that's Disney. Disney experience, Disney does it bigger, better, better. Uh if that's your lane than anybody else. So definitely enjoy that. Now I say this was hesitant. <laughs> I didn't say it at all. I screwed it up. I say this with hesitance, you know. <sighs> At this point in my career, I feel like Carnival. I've said it for so long. What's your favorite cruise line? Everybody asks you that. What's the best cruise line? What's your favorite? Well, I can't really say. It's up to you. Well, what's your favorite? I still can't say. After 12 years of cruising, Carnival might be starting to separate itself as my favorite cruise line. I may have to say that there's a lot of reasons for that. I've discussed them in the past. I'll discuss them again in the future, and I won't get into why now. But it's weird because, believe it or not, I think as much as I've shit on the fantasy class of carnival ships, it was a carnival ship that's in the fantasy class, the Paradise, that really, if it's true, if I can, which I'm leaning towards saying carnival is my favorite cruise line, if that's the case, it was solidified mostly by a fantasy class ship. And you want to talk about because, you know, they had to just focus on the experience, the software over the hardware. It's why I think Carnival might be my favorite cruise line. But I say that to only say this. There is nothing like a new build. Talking hardware only. There's nothing like a new launch from Royal Caribbean. The other cruise lines, they put new ships out there every every year, every couple of years, but let's face it, when it comes to releasing and launching a new cruise ship, Royal all eyes on Royal Caribbean because they do it bigger, better and better than anybody else. It's like what will they think of next on a Royal Caribbean ship? I mean, some of it is gimmicky and some of it is very very functional. But either way, they are going to, I mean, there's three letters and they use it in their branding, and it is as appropriate as any three letters that exist when it comes to cruising. And that is wow. It's crazy. You know, these cruise lines, they just copy each other with everything. Each of them have their own three-letter word to brand their experience. And they all do pretty good. Royal Caribbean, I think, is the most appropriate, right? Because it's, I mean, really, wow. Carnival, say it together. F-U-N, fun, right? Fun. And I think that's pretty appropriate too. All cruise ships are fun, pretty much. And that's why it's not as effective as Royal. Royal's wow is the, is the one that's most effective. And then you got Norwegian. Oh, wait, no, that's four letters. F-R-E-E. -E. Used to be freestyle. They shortened it down. They're like, we got way too many letters. Look at Royal. They got three letters. Carnivals, three letters. What's all three letters? I don't know. We can't think of one for three letters. All right, give me a fourth letter. Free. 
And by free, they don't mean uh, no frills. They don't mean cheap. They don't mean that. They mean free. They mean you are free to do whatever you want. As uh, Armando, what's his last name? Pitbull. Armando is his first name. I forgot his last name. Anyway, but Royal Caribbean puts out new ships and they do not mess around. No different here with Wonder of the Seas. Uh, back when Oasis of the Seas launched in 2009, we all knew, I think, in my opinion, when I started hearing about this ship and seeing it and this and that, I was like, holy crap. And it didn't get on my radar because I only took my first cruise in 2010. So I'm like, at that point, cruise ships didn't matter as much to me. I just knew what a cruise was and I want to get on a cruise ship. They could have all been the same. But then I started getting into it and seeing different sizes and different designs, different layouts, different classes of ships, dare I say. And in late 2010, it got on my radar that there was this thing called the Oasis of the Seas. And it was just this out of control beast of a cruise ship that introduced so many firsts to the industry, uh, including that neighborhood layout. Uh, you have this, uh, you know, the pool. And sp uh, well, what they did was just introduce neighbor. Like they, the ship was so big, you had to split it up into seven neighborhoods. Okay, so you had the pool, and I don't know what the exact name neighborhoods are titled, but I can reel them off in general and what they are. I know that Royal Caribbean has cute, fancy names for them. I know the sport, uh, the pool, and the sports zone is one up at the top of the ship. I know the boardwalk is another one. You have Central Park which is also another neighborhood that they have. The Royal Promenade, which is like the central hub, the nerve center, dare I say. Um, you have Entertainment Place, which is where you're going to find your casino, your uh, ice skating rink, your comedy club, things like that. Then you have the Kids Zone. Do a great job with the kids as well. Uh, and then the Health Zone, which is where the gym and the spa is. And what they'll tell you, some of the advice they'll give you is don't try to do all in one sailing. You know what I mean? Um, they say that there's too much to do on an Oasis class cruise ship for you. You'll, they, they say you'll spread yourself too thin if you try to see the whole ship and experience in depth the whole ship on one sailing. Now, I don't know if I agree with that or not, but, you know, they do, they, again, I don't get into telling people how to cruise. That's all I could say. There's a new cruise ship coming out from Royal Caribbean. It's called the wonder of the seas okay now it's an oasis class ship and royal caribbean does not go down in size when it, when you're talking about the oasis class it's going to be a couple of feet bigger than any of the other royal caribbean uh, ships this one's probably going to be bigger significantly because what they're doing is adding an eighth neighborhood they're calling it the sweet neighborhood now I don't like when people use the euphemisms or overuse the euphemisms, I should say. The sweet neighborhood, you know what I mean? You're just minding your business, scrolling through Instagram, and somebody somehow, through their boss, some way gets uh, a private box, you know, a luxury suite uh, ticket uh, for a company outing. And what's the title? They can't help themselves. They got to write The Sweet Life. How basic, how many times you have you seen that and you got to repeat it? Resist the urge to repeat the same shit, okay? The sweet life. Shut it down. If we're going to cancel anything, let's cancel that. Also, while we're at it, let's cancel if you're at sea with your friends on a vessel floating on the water. You do not have to write, 
I'm on a boat. Let's shut that down as well. And if you do happen to find yourself in southern Florida, uh, right below Fort Lauderdale, and you're on the beach and you're taking a picture, you're in South Beach enjoying yourself, you are this point forward forbidden to write, I'm in Miami, bitch. Shut it all down. Those three mandates going forward, I absolutely forbid you to do any of them anymore. Be better. Be better. Anyway, the new neighborhood will have its own private sun deck, a new, uh, its own dining room, and other private ship within a ship accoutrements. I don't know how you guys feel about that whole ship within a ship thing. Not my thing. I would never book one of those things because, you know, it's like you're paying extra money to get away from people, per se. If that's what you want to do, do it. For me, I'm going on a cruise ship because I want to embrace everything and all of it. You know what I mean? I Why... why pay for an entire cruise ship and then pay for an upgrade to be away from all the great things that's on a cruise ship. Yes, you are free to roam about the cruise ship whenever you want, but why would you do that also if you're paying to upgrade for exclusivity? But that's just me. Again, didn't I just say five minutes ago, stop telling people how to cruise, Tommy? Yes, you did. Why don't you stop again? Anyway, uh, more to follow regarding the neighborhood. It's still in, in its infancy as far as the announcements and stuff like that. It will home port in China starting in March 2022. Uh, that's barring any international conflicts that we may have between now and then. Uh, so it's going to be a while. But, I mean, come on. We're all nerds. We still want to hear about these ships, these uh, structural wonders that are built. And eventually, like I said, if war doesn't break out with China between now and then, uh, and we have to wait and everything's fine for a little while, it's still eventually going to make its way to us. You're going to see all the familiar things that you're used to seeing, those innovative things on the um, Oasis-class ships, the Aqua Theater, the Abyss, obviously the oversized Royal Promenade, zip lines at sea. That was a f- industry first. And uh, like I said, it will be... Uh, the world's largest cruise ship, and there'll be many, many more attractions that I'm sure that they will announce as the months go by. Um, so I had a thought the other day. Actually, I had this thought probably more than a year ago, and that was when I was living in Orlando. We had access, you know, if you've ever been to Orlando, there's a lot of places where you can go and vacation. You have Kissimmee, which is the theme park area. You have downtown Orlando. You have all sorts of that. But then you have this iDrive area. And it's not necessarily the most popular tourist destination. I think it's a mix of locals and tourists. But it's really, really is a beautiful area. And all down International Drive, you have hotels and, you know, entertainment centers and things like that. And one of them is called, what is it? I don't even know what it's called. I think it's Icon. It was called the Orlando Eye when I was there. Then it was called the Coca-Cola Eye Orlando or whatever. And then it was like, um, I don't know. And then it was, uh, I think now it's Icon Park. So there's this giant, what you would call a Ferris wheel that is literally four times the size of the Wonder Wheel in Coney Island. Uh, It's maybe the fourth or fifth largest in the world. And then around it is... um, entertainment districts on either side and in the middle is a giant field that you could put a stage there you could hold events there i've seen many of them i participated in many of them including one that i came up with which i would have been fired for if i would have uh, or not fired from my company 
I wouldn't have been fired from my company for doing this, but I would have been uh, banned from the property, which would probably lead to my, I mean, at least displacement or I'd have to move out of the city because, you know, if I'm not allowed to be on site to, so what I did was a, a crazy night at Cowgirls. I had maybe four or five of the most intoxicated employees that I could find. And I told them to each come into our empty keg closet and grab an empty keg. Heavy, but not nearly as heavy as a full keg, obviously. So what I was going to do was go onto this um, beautiful, uh, you know, what would you call it? The the the, the field turf. It looks like grass, but it's not. It's actually, but it's a it's a very very large area, very very large area where you can probably hold, you know, three to five thousand people if you wanted to throw a concert. And this is right in the shadow of the giant Orlando Eye Ferris wheel, in between two, I guess, what would you say, rows of bars and restaurants, and in the middle was this giant field, if I'm painting the picture properly. I told these guys to come out, grab a keg each, five uh, inebriated people, and their uh, entourages came out, and then some of my staff members out. So there's a crowd of about 30, 40 people out there. And I said, we were going to have a keg launching competition on this beautiful green grass area. And uh, that's what we did. And we had a contest and, you know, there was a winner and there was, you know, people knew all you had really had to do is roll the keg if you had any brains. But, you know, you're dealing with a lot of Jack Daniels, Jim Beam, Jose Cuervo, whatever else you drink it. So these guys, a lot of them didn't figure it out. One guy didn't figure out, but it happened by accident. He threw the keg and then it ended up on its side and it rolled and we were going for distance. Listen, this was not an Olympic-sanctioned sport, so we didn't have all the rules laid out. Give me a break. But ultimately, that's what happened. But I tell you that to tell you that this is a beautiful field, a beautiful grass area. And my vision for that was to have some sort of a cruise convention there. And this was back a couple of years ago. I talked to Doug Parker about it. He was interested. I talked to some people about it. And they all kind of like gave it a little bit of interest. But, you know, this was something that's going to take a big effort a lot of planning, and it was going to have to be a team effort with a lot of, um, you know, different moving parts to it. So I wanted to, and now that I'm thinking this, we still have access to that because we still have the restaurant there, Sugar Factory. Why not do a cruise con, right? And so the point is, is that uh, the city of Galveston, the port of Galveston is going to hold an event that supports a return to passenger cruise operations. They're going to do that today, actually. This is going to be sanctioned by a bunch of uh, dignitaries, as well as Christine Duffy. She's got her name on this thing. You may know her as president of Carnival Cruise Lines. Uh, it's going to go down today at 2 p.m. And, uh, you know, that just reminded me of the thought I had. This doesn't, I don't even know who knows about this thing. You know, you guys probably didn't hear about this before that. But I'm thinking, like, why we should go to Orlando we should get everybody involved. I want you to, you guys, if you think this is a good good idea, stop bothering people about it. You know what I mean? Harass Doug. Reach out to Sherry from Cruise Tips TV. Get with the ship show, John and Doodles over there. You know, Tony, Jenny, any of you guys. Like, let, let the, if we all got together as a cruise community, creator community, cruise dudes, everybody, uh, bring them, I want to see them in person in their Hawaiian shirts like I see in the cartoon. Uh, and, and then we get enough momentum with that. Then we get clear involved. Then we get some cruise dignitaries and we throw a bash. Now, I know they got the bash going on in Galveston, but who do you trust more? Do you do you trust Christine Duffy and a bunch of uh, Texas dignitaries to throw a rager in the honor of cruising and its restart? 
Or would you trust me for that? I know the short answer. I mean, all you need to do is know when the short answer is like, what are we doing? We're throwing this party on Monday at 2 p.m.? That's the first mistake. What do you guys think? The only problem is, is that we can't do it anytime soon. This is the type of thing that takes at least, you know, from the announcement, from when you go live that this thing is actually going to happen, you got to give at least eight, nine months. But what do you think? My vision for it is having all of us, all the cones and the ship heads and the cruise radio fans and the loca fam and everybody, you know, all on the floor of that grassy knoll with let's let's get a Jimmy Buffett cover band there. Let's get a couple of, you know, maybe we get an actual name brand act. We have conch fritters being sold. We have, you know, uh Mafangu booths and things like that, arepas, like everything cruise related. We have people speak. Maybe there's live shows here and there. Maybe Matt Hodgeberg does a live show from one corner. Doug does it for this. And then we all get on the stage. Maybe there's a panel, a Q&A, press conference style. My question is for, for Sherry from Cruise Tips TV. My, now, now, Sherry, I've uh, been watching your show for a lot of years and listened to your podcast. Mr. Cruise Tips TV has taken on a much bigger role in your operation, and he's become much more out into the forefront. Can you can you talk about was that was that was that by design or did that kind of happen organically? You know what I mean. You could throw out questions like that to all the all the creators. I think it would be fun. But that's about it for this Monday episode. You guys know if you're on Patreon, you'll hear from me on Wednesday. Uh, p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash always be booked uh, check out the Facebook uh, group it's the always be booked cruise and travel lounge it's a group on Facebook Instagram always be booked YouTube even TikTok let's do it guys I really really appreciate you guys listening to the show and we'll talk to you soon boat drinks going there's a place where the boat leaves from it takes away I love your big problems You could worries, you could drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from Take one part sand, one part sea And one part shade of a nine-nine tree And the drinks are cold and the reggae is hot And I know this is the place for me Get away to where the boat leaves from It takes away I love your big problems You could worries, you could drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from Jimmy Perfectly good island somewhere Well, all right, the boats And don't grab your coat You won't need it where we are going Get away to where the boat leaves from It takes away all of your big problems You can worry, you can drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from Pick me up Pick me up Pick me up Put me down Put me down, and when I fall on my stool Put me down, I'll just sleep there till morning comes round With sunshine, ten ladies, and pina coladas And Bob Marley songs that I'm playing There's a song in my ear that I want you to hear Soft tropical lips that are singing 
get away to where the boat leaves from and takes away all of your big problems. You got worries, you can drop them in the blue ocean, but you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from. So get away to where the boat leaves from and takes away all of your big problems. You got worries, you can drop them in the blue ocean, but you gotta get away to where the so get away. To where the boat leaves from, it takes away all of your big problems. You got worries, you can drop them in the blue ocean, but you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from.